Welcome to the Excel in Retirement Show, where financial planning becomes understandable. Your host, David C. Treese, is a licensed financial advisor who specializes in retirement income planning. David's desire for each of his clients is to have financial confidence, protection, and growth. We believe this is achievable with the right plan in place. Together, we'll build a plan specific to your financial goals. We work with clients from all over, and we'd love to connect with you. Go to clientsexcel.com to connect with us. If you'd like to speak with us, call our office at 864-641-7955. Thanks for listening. Now to the show. Welcome back to episode 85. I appreciate you listening here today. I am coming to you from snowy South Carolina. We had a snowstorm last weekend and got about four inches at my house, I guess, and it has shut us down. We don't have the infrastructure here in South Carolina for these events since they only happen every couple years, and we get an impromptu holiday, and so I made it into work today. It was a little bit treacherous, but we did it. I uh, got a little bit nervous, though, when these cars came flying up behind me. I was, I was doing the, uh, the, the bee hunter pace, you know, trying to take my time. But we made it, and it looks like a lot of it melted off today. So we should be good, but it looks like we have more coming. So that's, uh, that's, that will be eventful. Let's get to it. Did you know that according to Time Magazine research, your chances of getting attacked by a shark are 1 in 11 and a half million? I'll remember that the next time I contemplate taking a swim in the ocean. If you've watched a Jaws movie, that statistic goes down for some reason, or at least it does in your head psychologically. <laughs> it feels like a whole lot more than one in 11 and a half million. But I think part of that is the media. We, we know about everybody that gets shark bit because of the uh, news and the internet as soon as it happens. So it seems like it's more frequent. I guess that's true with a lot of things. How about this? Did you know that there is a 1 in 250 chance of having identical twins? That one caught me by surprise. I figured it would have been higher, at least 1 in 1,000. You may have heard already, but my wife and I are expecting our second daughter in April. So we have a four-year-old and we have another little girl on the way. And uh, in the newsletter this week, we put our family picture from the big snow blast on Sunday in there. If you would like to get our newsletter straight to your inbox, you can go to Clients Excel and look for the podcast tab and newsletter tab and input it there. And we send an email out once a week, but that's ClientsExcel.com. And... Also, another stat, did you know that you have a 1 in 10 million chance of becoming a rapper? I think the statisticians would take me out of the control group if they saw my lack of ability to even tap my foot in rhythm, though. I tried piano lessons uh, twice as a kid. My poor mother, she put me in there, I think it was either kindergarten or first grade, and then we tried it again in fourth grade. And it just did not work. My fingers, this, also my fingers, I had a hard time getting them to move uh, separately. Those, uh, that middle finger and that ring fingers, they, they moved together for some reason. <laughs> and then I tried guitar lessons as a teen, and that really frustrated that guitar teacher. I remember it. But those ventures of trying those things made me come to appreciate musicians. And I figured out through that that I wasn't going to be one of those musicians. <laughs> But all jokes aside, let's get down to what we're here for. Did you also know that the age of those requiring long-term care is actually decreasing? 
The stats shared in this uh, podcast today are taken from Genworth Financial's website, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But in 2010, 81% of care recipients were 65 or older. So in 2010, 81% of people needing long-term care were 65 or older. In 2018, 57% of recipients were 65 or older. So it went down in eight short years from 57% or from 81 to 57. So younger people are needing long-term care. I can personally speak to this as my mom was only 63 when she began needing long-term care assistance. And she is 66 now, and she is still needing a lot of care. And so that can be very costly, and that's one of the reasons why I'm passionate about this subject. If long-term care, uh, if a long-term care need hasn't impacted you or your family already, it may be one day. It may one day impact you. And so it's important to understand this stuff and to have some awareness of the cost and what to expect. Remember, though, that Medicare will only pay 100% of the cost at a skilled nursing facility for 20 days. Now, Medicare pays for 80% of our health and care uh, with, for over age 65, and then we're responsible for the other 20%. And many folks get a supplement or advantage plan to pay that other 20%. But Medicare pays 100% of the cost of skilled nursing at a facility for only 20 days. Sometimes after a fall or accident or maybe even having COVID-19, folks need a little bit more help to recover before they transition back home. And so they would go to a skilled nursing facility. It's also noteworthy that 21% of folks require some kind of long-term care after an accident. And how often do we see that folks uh, either fall and and break a hip or something, and then they need some sort of long-term care after that. So that's at least 21%, according to Genworth. The need for knowledge about this subject is only going to increase because by 2030, 1 billion people worldwide will be over 65. So that's a big number. And until 2030, 10,000 baby boomers per day will turn 65. And 70% will need long-term care in their lifetime. On average, people that need long-term care will need it for three years. So let's talk about some other stuff here. The median monthly cost in 2020 nationally for homemaker services, so someone to come in, maybe clean and cook and so forth, was $4,481 per month. And an in-home aide, maybe somebody that, uh, I guess that would include someone that helps you with taking medicine and so forth, and maybe also homemaker services, that goes up a little bit to $45.76 a month. And then if you were in an assisted living facility, on average in 2020, that would have cost about $4,300. Now, a nursing home facility that's semi-private, so you may have a roommate, would cost $7,756 a month. And a nursing home facility, this is the median cost in 2020. So uh, not the most expensive, not the least expensive, but a nursing home facility private room was $8,821. And so that's significant. So what do we do now? We know all these statistics. What do we do now? That's a lot of information I've just shared with you, and you might need to slow it down or re uh, listen to it to, to grasp all of that. I, I understand that. Um, a lot of this information is stuff we don't really want to think about, 
But what do we even do with it? Let's start with what has historically been done, first of all, and then we'll go from there. Someone may learn the above information that I've shared with you, and they might say, I want a long-term care policy. That only makes sense after learning that information. So here's how they generally work. The person may think to themselves, well, if I need help and I need the most help I will possibly need, I guess that would be about eighty-eight twenty-one a month. That's for the nursing home facility in a private room, eighty-eight twenty-one per month. So I'd like a policy that will pay that. That's what I'd like in an ideal situation. Then they may choose to have a 30-day elimination period. So uh, they may choose that they would need that for 30 days and they'll have to come out of pocket for 30 days and then the policy will pick up. And what this means is after 30 days of you needing care, the policy will, of course, begin paying. And sometimes they may add an inflation provision where it goes up a little bit every year to, to keep up with inflation because you know that 8821 isn't going to stay there. That's going to increase over time. And so if the person could afford this policy, they may buy it. But a lot of times people have sticker shock when they figure out how much that's going to cost. If they can't afford it, I've generally found that they probably started something like this in their 40s or 50s. So historically, long before they would ever need that, or statistically, long before they would ever need that. So the insurance company knew they would be paying for it for many years before they actually used it. And so that's, of course, advantageous for the insurance company to get those premiums for all those years. Each year, though, the price may change for this policy. And if the insurance company that issued the policy found that a lot of people in a certain state were needing the policy to pay out, they may go to the insurance commissioner in that, seat, in that state and seek an increase in the rates. And I've talked with numerous clients who've seen their rates soar, and it's, it's crazy numbers, the amount that have, have gone up. And one thing to do with that is if someone is 80 years old right now and they bought this when they were 50, Obviously, people are living a little bit longer and there's more technology to help people and medicines and so forth. And so these insurance companies may not have accurately predicted how long people are going to live. And so they're trying to make up for it by increasing the rates. If a person in the above example, though, that was trying to figure out how they could uh, get a policy, a long-term care policy, could not afford the the outline that we did there, the 8821 and a 30-day elimination period and an inflation rider, um, if they could not afford that, or maybe they were just unwilling to pay that, that's, that's a fair case, and that's often the case too. Um, they may lower the monthly amount that the policy will pay, or they may increase the elimination period to 60 or 90 or 180 days. But here's the kicker. Like your home or auto insurance, if you never use it, you normally lose it. So if you don't have a fire at your house and you never go and claim on your homeowner's insurance, that money that you put in there is so long, so gone, <laughs> as they say. And that's, that's how it generally works. Sometimes you can pay extra, though, on these long-term care policies for what's called a return of premium provision that gives the uh, principal back when you pass away to your beneficiaries or if you wanted to get out of it for some reason early. Uh, but this generally increases the cost and may make it less palatable because of the increase in price. So what in the world do you do with all this information? David, you've outlined some pretty heavy stuff here, you may be saying. So what do I do with it? If you have savings, you may have enough to self-insure. That would be an ideal situation, right? 
But that's not everybody. We can't all self-insure ourselves. We haven't made the money or, or don't have the resources to do that. Um, so that's not always the case. Some people can, some people can't. If you don't have assets, hopefully your family can help. If you haven't been able to save any money for retirement or don't have enough assets, hopefully your family can help you or someone close to you. Another idea that has become more popular in recent years is what's called reverse mortgages. If you own a home, you can take equity out of the home. I don't work with these. I don't endorse these necessarily, but this topic often comes up in continuing education classes that I attend, and it's becoming a larger trend as more people, number one, are needing long-term care, and they're underfunded for this sometimes. And so a reverse mortgage may be an idea, and you might want to talk to somebody about that. The insurance companies have seen the issues with the long-term care policy example that I outlined earlier, and they've come up with new ways to obtain long-term care, and they have emerged. On January 27th, at 1.30 or 6.30, I'll be hosting a complimentary webinar, and I'll share with you the two best ways to obtain coverage without it being a use-it-or-lose-it scenario. So these insurance companies have come up with innovative ways to provide long-term care coverage through other means than a traditional long-term care policy. And I'll share those two other ways that I've found that are effective for helping people. I'll go over the good, the bad, and the ugly. We won't sugarcoat anything. I'll tell you the good and the bad of it and, and what to look out for. If you know a friend or family member who would benefit from learning about long-term care, please let them know about this event, this webinar that you can view from anywhere where you have an internet connection on January 27th at 1.30 p.m. or 6.30 p.m. And uh, please invite them. And I will put a link to the registration for these in the show notes. Uh, or if you'd like to register, you can go email us at connect at clientsexcel.com and we will get you registered that way. But I appreciate you listening and I'll share more about this in the podcast next week leading up to the webinars on Thursday, January 27th at 1.30 and 6.30. We're going to discover two ways to obtain long-term care coverage that aren't a use it or lose it scenario. And on this complimentary webinar, we'll share with you the good, the bad, the ugly about long-term care. And you'll walk away with actionable ideas that may aid you in preparing for this critical part of your financial plan. I appreciate you listening and I will look forward to seeing you on the webinar. And, and please tune in next week for another episode of our podcast. Thanks. Have a great day. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Clients Excel are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Any reference to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the insuring carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet particular needs of an individual situation. Clients Excel is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. 
The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Clients Excel. The use of logos and or trademarks of podcast hosting sites are the property of their respective owners and are not an endorsement by those owners of our firm or our program.